Many will agree that murder is inherently wrong. But this is based on the idea that one has violated another. I have shown you many times that there is no one doing unto another, but one mind making decisions as to the experiences it shall experience. If this is true, and I assure you that it is, can murder truly have an inherent value of wrong? When a child plays a game to try out a specific experience within imagination, is it wrong? Okay, so again, many will agree that murder is inherently wrong, but there's no doubt that when we are in that state of agreement, we are also looking at the world through the lens of separation. So we are saying that this person killed this separate person, and as Holy Spirit says in this message, also violated that person, right? Took their life, took their life, which is probably the, um, the strongest violation that there could be. But what Holy Spirit is saying is that the entire lens we are looking through is wrong. Therefore, what we're seeing is mistaken as well. Again, when we say that murder is inherently wrong, we are looking through the lens of separation and saying that this person murdered that person, a separate person. But what Holy Spirit is saying here is that the real mistake is the lens through which we are looking. The real mistake is the lens through which we are looking. That lens of separation is the mistake. And therefore, everything we see through that lens is the mistake. Now let's look at the same paragraph again. Many will agree that murder is inherently wrong. But this is based on the idea that one has violated another. I have shown you many times that there is no one doing unto another, but one mind making decisions as to the experiences it shall experience. There's one mind making decisions as to the experiences it shall experience. Now, if someone wants to go back to the beginning of that teaching from Holy Spirit through me, one person might start with um, NTI Romans chapters 2 and 3. What happens in NTI Romans chapter 2 and 3 is that Holy Spirit talks about what the Course in Miracles calls the tiny mad idea. There's one divine mind, and based on NTI, the one divine mind asked a question. What would it be like if everything was different than it is? And to make a long story short, <laughs> the entire world and everything we experience here 
is the effect of asking that question and continuing to ask that question. So in other words, the world is really the answer to a what-if question. The world is the answer to the question, what would it be like if everything was different than it is? Now, the Holy Spirit teaches us that the world is not real. Or said another way, the world is a fantasy or a dream. And this is something that I would read and at one time could not understand. Because, of course, the world seems very real to us, doesn't it? But I was fortunate enough to um, have experiences, mystical experiences, that taught me through my own experience that the world indeed is not real. And probably... Um, one of the strongest experiences, which many of you may be aware of, is the apple experience. The time when the Holy Spirit took me, or I, and placed I in an apple instead of in this body and in this brain. And I was able to see and experience the world from the perspective of the apple. And of course, I'm sure that you all probably realize that an apple does not have an ego. So an apple sees entirely differently. And if you know the story, then you also know that as an apple, all I saw was light. I did not see a cup, a microphone, a desk, you know, a book, a body, a bed, a carpet. I saw light. That's all that there was. I'm grabbing um, A Course in Miracles. Oops, here it is. I'm grabbing A Course in Miracles. Because most of us at least consider ourselves course students. So we consider the course to be um, a valid authority. <laughs> okay? Lesson number nine is, I see nothing as it is now. Paragraph number two says, It is difficult for the untrained mind to believe that what it seems to picture is not there. Again, it is difficult for the untrained mind to believe that what it seems to picture is not there. This idea can be quite disturbing and may meet with active resistance in any number of forms, Yet that does not preclude applying it. No more than that is required for these or any other exercises. Each small step will clear a little of the darkness away, and understanding will finally come to lighten every corner of the mind that has been cleared of the debris that darkens it. So what this lesson is telling us is that what we see with our eyes through the ego filter is not there. And what I experienced when I was an apple without an ego filter is that there was only light. It seems that my experience 
and the teaching of A Course in Miracles are aligned. If we look at Workbook Lesson 15, Workbook Lesson 15 is My Thoughts Are Images I Have Made. And if we look at paragraph number three, it says, As we go along, you may have many light episodes. They may take many different forms, some of them quite unexpected. So, you know, I would say this is what the Apple experience was, maybe a light episode experience, right? Because it says that they will take many different forms, some of them quite unexpected. Do not be afraid of them. They are signs that you are opening in your eyes at last. They will not persist because they merely symbolize true perception and they are not related to knowledge. These exercises will not reveal knowledge to you, but they will prepare the way to it. Oh, let me go up to paragraph two. Listen to this. My eyes just landed on above three. This introductory idea, meaning my thoughts or images that I have made, this introductory idea to the process of image-making that you call seeing, right? This introductory idea to the process of image-making that you call seeing will not have much meaning for you. You will begin to understand it when you have seen little edges of light around the same familiar objects which you see now. That is the beginning of real vision. You can be certain that real vision will come quickly when this has occurred. Again, when I had the experience of being the apple, all I saw was light. And what Jesus seems to be telling us, that was in workbook lesson 15, what Jesus seems to be telling us is that the world we see, the objects we see, are not there. Workbook lesson 9. They are not there. Workbook Lesson 15. When we begin to see only light, or begin to see have light episodes, we are beginning to have true vision. Because what we call seeing is really image-making. It's putting images where they do not exist. All right, I want to go back to NTI Romans Chapter 2 now, the tiny mad idea. A divine mind asked, What would it be like? What would it be like if everything was different than it is? Image making, or the world, sees light, or reality, as different than it is. The entire world Everything in it is the answer to a curious question. What would it be like if everything was different than it is? One mind asks this question, and one mind is continuing to experience the answer to this question because it has not yet let go of the question and accepted fully truth and said, this is what I want. Now, if we go back to the message, many will agree that murder is inherently wrong. 
but this is based on the idea that one has violated another. I have shown you many times that there is no one doing unto another, but one mind making decisions as to the experiences it shall experience. What Holy Spirit is saying here, in short, is that murder is not wrong because the world is not real. But if that sentence doesn't help, then what Holy Spirit is saying here is that we have chosen to have a false experience as one mind. As one mind, we have chosen to have a false experience. There is not a one separate from another doing unto another. One mind has chosen to have a false experience, and everything that we consider bad is a part of the experience that our one mind decided to have. 